Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Corey. Uh, before we get into the episode for this week, we recorded Monday night, uh, so this is a little bit outdated at this point. Nothing much has changed other than the fact that um, Kaiser Gondrasik was waived this morning. So a lot of our we focused a lot on the Indiana fever this week in one of our sections. Uh, we had a lot of things to talk about, and uh, Bailey and I specifically seemed to defend the fever against Akil. Uh, we obviously don't know everything that's going on with Kaiser right now, so more will come out as this goes along. For right now, I kind of feel a little bit silly for defending it, but we'll see what happens. But I didn't want to like put the podcast out and that not be kind of a disclaimer on the front. So we'll touch on it more next week when we uh, drop the next episode. But I at least wanted to mention it at the front and uh, enjoy the episode. In the 2008 WNBA Draft, the Los Angeles Sparks select Candace Parker. With the first pick in the 2011 WNBA Draft, the Minnesota Lynx select Maya Moore from the University of Connecticut. to Rebel Edition, your weekly WNBA podcast. My name is Corey. We got the full crew back together with Akil, Bailey, and Carissa. Free agency preview week, guys. How's it going? Going kind of slowly in that regard. Yes, sir. Well, it would, it would actually be better uh, if the free agents decided to be free and say they're going to go places, but they're not doing that. So it's kind of bad, but hopefully that picks up. Yeah, and hopefully we find out who the coach is for the Mercury. Oh, that too. Yeah, I need that more than anything else. Like, well, well that's the other thing because, like, and, and we're gonna get into some of like the rumors and stuff that's out there. But like, that one's actually the most frustrating to me, Carissa, because they actually put a time, not a date stamp, but like the last two times it's been reported. Oh, we'll have it by the end of this week. No, we'll have it early next week. And it's, I like, I know that's not the reporter's fault that it, the team didn't end up announcing it, but it's like. What's actually going on there? Yeah, I will say that uh, the players know. Okay. Well, that's even more interesting that it hasn't come out, though. Yeah. Um, Skylar Diggins-Smith said that they do know. Like, yeah. she replied to a tweet. Oh, I didn't that. see that. That's interesting. Well, then, yeah, let's announce it. Let's give us some information. I, I'm excited to talk about it. I think that they're one of those teams that's very interesting because whatever the direction they choose to go with and coach can really be telling of where they go from here. But We'll get into Phoenix in a little bit. So what we're going to do is, uh, and I'm basing this mostly off of the article over at Just Women's Sports, uh, where they kind of previewed free agency and talked about what they wanted to see from each team. Uh, it was Rachel Galligan and Lindsay Diarcangelo. I, if I butchered her name, I apologize to her and whoever's listening, but there we are. Uh, they were kind of touching on each team and where they thought that each team might go in free agency. Uh, and I kind of wanted to get your guys' thoughts on it, because while we're waiting on, on things to come, I know we all have opinions on what's going to happen. So I'm going to go alphabetical through the teams. If you have a lot to add to it, by all means, if not, you can definitely pass it on because some people just have a stronger opinion on, on some teams than others. I know Akil is waiting in the wings to get his opinions off on some teams. So we'll start with Atlanta. And I'm going to start with Bailey on this one because season ticket owner of the Atlanta Dream, Bailey Caldwell. 
a lot of it is just yeah we think kennedy's coming back and we want them to go get these pieces a lot of people are leaning into the thing that angel mccotry has been seeing with her a lot but angel mccotry has been seeing a whole lot of places lately i think she was uh with nafisha collier i think she was in new york she's been in she was in la earlier in the in the off season so a lot of angel all over the place what do you make of the dreams free agency with dan padover's first season well, we've talked pretty extensively about the dream having all this money and all this roster space and things of the sort. So far, um, mm-hmm. they've been kind of quiet um, with just, I think they extended offers to Mo Billings and they announced that um, Carzola wasn't coming over. I think that's her name. Um, so been kind of quiet on that front so far. I haven't, I haven't really even heard a lot of reports coming out of the dream camp about anything so far so not really sure what to make on what they're doing so far but I also think that and I think we all think that there'll be big factors in free agency moves whenever they start happening even if they don't make any of the signings they'll be driving off the market on some people because they'll be heavily involved uh and I'm gonna go to Akil next because this was somebody that he had pitched to go to them last week uh we've heard a little bit more about Liz Cambage and it does not seem like Atlanta is a destination that she's been talking about. It's been more with other teams, and I'll get into them later. So if they weren't to get Liz, who would you want to see them kind of pursue? Man, I I don't really know who they're going to get, but I know, like we kind of talked about it, Corey, they have a ton of money. I think that they're just going to throw offers out at a lot of people. Like, they will be throwing their name in a lot of different hats and just yeah. see kind of pulls their way so I don't know necessarily how like they could walk away with a lot of pieces and they could also like walk away with only two in that like very same regard as well uh but I think one person that makes a ton of sense is Diamond the Shields I think that's one that a lot of people kind of always bring up and yeah I like it I don't mind it I, I, I appreciate that we're well as we're about to kick it to Chrissy you said to hurt her by taking away one of her players <laughs> Do you still see Diamond going there, Chris, or do you see them pursuing somebody else? You know, it's not out of the question. And then also it was announced that Atlanta is a choice for Steph Dolson. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure. Like the kill said, I'm not sure who they end up with, but I am hoping that Angel retires in Atlanta. Yeah, I've come around a lot on that and – I, I like I wasn't there at first because I could not watch whenever she played in Atlanta, but just seeing the moment last year and then seeing how much she's reconnecting with Kennedy, who's somebody I really like, I, I think that's going to happen, and I think it's going to be a really cool story. So we'll start with you on the next one, Carissa, because it is your team, uh, Chicago Sky. So a lot of it is they already cord Kalia Copper, and then – so negotiate that deal out with her and maybe try not to keep her on just a one-year Supermax, but then also figure out Vanderquigs and then the rest from there. What do you really project as – so I know we've talked a lot about where Dolson – I mean, I think a list of like five teams came out this week, and Chicago is one of them, and Atlanta was, as you said, but have you kind of like accepted the fact that there's a chance that some of your favorite players from the team last year are not coming back? I think Vander Quays comes back before Steph Dolson. Yeah. Um, Copper as well. I'll throw her in there as well. I believe she'll come back. They they have a really strong team, um, as I mean, we all know. 
Um, and yeah, I think if they lose someone, it, it'll be Diamond or Steph. Yeah, I, I think that's. I, I, I can see a world where they lose both of those, but then they're able to add somebody on like the cheap that would want to come in and be a part of that because you can. I mean, you could be a chance of getting a ring there again. I mean, I know they just won, but I think they're going to be better this year than they were last year. So. Like whether it be like a like a Bree in January who kind of gets phased out in Connecticut or or somebody else, I think that they're an interesting team to watch even if they do lose out on their players. Akil, do you have any? I know that we'll get into the other Steph Dolson teams as we go along, but do you have any other thoughts on what Chicago might do or not do? Yeah, I I think everybody will be back except Diamond and Steph, which which makes sense. I, they can't afford to pay everybody like they just physically can't. Mm-hmm. And if those who want to kind of go look out to um, bigger opportunities, like best of luck, like go go for it. Um, I'm very interested to see what Vandersloot does. Mm-hmm. I think she's going to be playing the field a ton because this is probably her last big contract. So she's going to try to secure the biggest bag she can. So she might be playing a lot of hardball or whatever you want to call it James to to secure that deal but she'll be back I'm I'm can all but guarantee it yeah Bailey you shared with us before we came on that piece from the Chicago Sun-Times where it's her taking a bunch of meetings and kind of assessing the market do you agree with Akil that it's just kind of her like getting her chance to really see what all is out there but likely coming back yeah that's what I, I don't I really don't see why she would leave I don't think she'll have a better opportunity to compete or really even and she's been there for so long. I don't know why she would want to pack up and leave at this point. The only way I could see it is if they try, like, and I don't think they would, but like if, if it, the money was too tight and they were not able to appropriately pay both of them, you know what I mean? Cause I do, I do think that at this point they are her and, and uh, Alec Wiggly are a package deal and on and off the court. But I do think that if it would came to the point where we don't know if we can play Allie, I could see Vandersloot maybe looking somewhere else, but I don't think that's going to happen. I'm kind of agreeing with the consensus here that I, I think the big three names are going to come back and, Hopefully the other ones do. And and we didn't mention Stu Dufal, but I, I do think she'll be back as well. I think that that's somebody that they are able to figure out. Um, but yeah. On to the next team. The Connecticut Sun, my Connecticut Sun. So not a lot going on. And, and a lot of like sentiment in the piece was don't overthink it. Give uh give John Quote the bag, try to figure out the team around the periphery, but you don't have to really break up what's going on here. And I I think I agree with that, but I'm not sure because I don't know that you're able to really figure out the chemistry. And we talked about it last week. We talked about it throughout the playoffs, right? As soon as Alyssa Thomas came back. I don't know that just running it back with the team minus Brian January is going to figure out all of the issues that you had. I don't know what does, but I don't know if that's shaking up the roster in some other way because I do like the idea of those two playing together if they can figure it out, but I don't know that this roster is optimized around them. Chris, I saw you shaking your head. You so you agree with me that something has? I I think something has to change for them to actually compete at the highest level. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. I mean, we talked about during the playoffs and after the the championship podcast, something has to change with them. You know, whether they throw the bag at John Quell or not she needs, you know, more pieces. and Like, a lot of the time it was, like, their starting five and then Natasha Heideman, and then that was it. And if January gets squeezed out, I guess Heideman takes on a bigger role. And then 
you, you need more depth pieces. And it's why I entertained the idea before of trading Bree Jones. I don't know that that's the answer, but I also don't think, like I said before, I don't think you're going to necessarily trade the one of honor. I, I don't know what market there would be for Alyssa Thomas, given her health issues, but, but she's also awesome whenever she is healthy. Akil, we, we, we talked earlier today about your thoughts on, on Indiana and we'll get into them in a minute, but that's the kind of team that I could see being an active trade partner. If the, if the Sun wanted to get off of somebody because there is the cap space there, but not a lot of people want to go to Indiana, but you could maybe make, make a deal there. If there was something you wanted to do, bring back some depth while also uh, kind of just diversifying your roster a little bit. Do you think the Sun have to make a change or, or do you think they should stand pat? The only thing I need happening between the Indiana fever and the Connecticut Sun as if you somehow get Kelsey Mitchell to Connecticut, that is all. Yeah, I don't, like. I'm not even putting that out into the world. It's just, I like. I'm trying to think of teams that would want to, that could make a trade, that are in a financial position to make a trade, that are not necessarily a team that's going to be pursuing somebody in free agency. They're the first one that comes to mind, but I mean, there's like, always. Like, yeah, because I mean, they have cap space, right? Like once again, they're the only team out there besides Atlanta that can fill up a ton of money. Uh, so, yeah, but, like, what do they have in a realistic kind of return for Connecticut where they actually want to work with them and be like, hmm. I mean, at that point, like I said, it wouldn't be you bringing on a star. It would be maybe bringing on two or three piece, people off the bench. Because, like, I understand what you're saying about Kelsey Mitchell. I think she'd be fantastic there. But I also think that one of the issues we saw was that any time they were struggling, you really could not rely on the bench to step up in a bigger way. And I think if you were able to bring on a couple of role players, that could actually work better. But I understand. I mean, it, don't get me wrong. If I'm a, if I'm a, I am a Sun fan, I would not mind watching Kelsey Mitchell on my team. But yeah, I, I think for me, the bigger thing than anything else is like the, the Sun to me suffered from having any perimeter shot creator or anything like that. Like, it was really just John Quell and AT when AT got back. So, like, I think they need to share up kind of their guard rotation a little bit more, too, because mm-hmm. it was a little heavy-handed at the forward and center spot, I think, in my opinion. Bailey, what are your thoughts on the Sun? Yeah, I think they're one team that we've talked about another extensively, and um I think they do need another bucket getter. They've cored John Quill, and we saw how that fit can kind of be questionable. I mean, they'll have a whole amount of time to work on it, but I I think having another perimeter creator would help them. I think that would have helped them a lot last year as well. Uh, Kelsey Mitchell would be a great fit to Akil's point. Um, so that's that's definitely – something I think they know. I think it's something they're going to look to address if they can, but we've also talked about them not having a lot of wiggle room in that regard. So maybe they rely on some internal development as well. Dijonet and, and Yeah, like Dijonet or Kyle Charles or somebody. Yeah. And she's Heidemann taking another step. She's been, you know, progressing in that regard. So uh, just not really sure how they play it. They seem to want Bree January back. So what kind of the vibes I've been getting are, um, but I don't really know how great of a fit that is for them. We call it how it was limited last year. So I'm curious to see how they go about it. Obviously, Corey Jean-Quil is the biggest step securing her on the team. From there, they've kind of got to walk a thin rope. Yeah. The next team, one of our favorite teams to talk about, the Dallas Wings. Not – 
much they can really do, but they have to do something. And I don't think it'll be really signing people, even though I predicted last week that they would. And, and I predicted Seth Dolson and she named five teams and they were not on there. So you could throw that prediction right out. But I, I just, something has to give. It's what we said the whole time. They waved Louisa Gisolder. I, I'm Again, I'm terrible at pronunciation, so bear with me. It was a 2020 second round pick. Um, but that, so they got down to the, the maximum ta- the number of contracts they can have on the books, but they don't have much room. So to really change up the roster and bring in the two draft picks that they have in the first round, they have to make further moves. I know ever like a lot of this was talking about, is it, can you get somebody to take on Mariah Jefferson? Akil, can they get someone to take on Mariah Jefferson? I mean, I'd rather have Jordan Canada. That sounds a lot. Um, <laughs> that's tough, man. Like they just have so many people there. Somebody has to leave just by vert by nature. Like they can't even even make their draft pick technically as of right now. Mm-hmm. So people, people are on their way out the door. We just don't know who. But people will be gone off the roster for sure. And I mean, there's a chance that it's just picks, right? Like they could package the two picks and maybe a Mariah Jefferson for a, a decent player or whatever. I mean, I, I do think, I mean, obviously they have to make some sort of move because otherwise they'll just be making the picks and not being able to sign them. But which, I mean, that's very Dallas, but what can you do? Bailey, any thoughts on the wings? Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> the, the wings, yeah. Um, what are they? They can't make any moves, essentially. Like, any move they make is going to be really marginal, I think. Unless they find some sort of secret seller that no one has really seen, I don't really see them having a lot of change. But I still think they need a lot of change. I think they'll be better this year, but it'll be a really quiet free agency for them. I don't expect a whole lot. And they may move some picks for some future picks once some of these players start coming off books, but probably about the extent of it. Yeah, I... I would say, Chris, and more than anything, the most important thing for them is Satu Sabli being healthy, right? Like, that's the thing we missed last year. And I think even more than any of these moves or anything like that we're talking about, she's the most important partner. Do you not agree? Yeah, it runs in that family. Her mm-hmm. little sister just got hurt tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so, Which is a shame. I mean, you hate to see that. They're great. Yeah, they are great. Um, I think her little sister is better. And that says mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. This is a lot. I like that. As far as, um, I think a lot of changes need to be made. I just don't know how they're going to make them. Yeah. I mean, that that was always the issue last year with the playoffs or bus mandate was that you made it and your your roster is locked in, but you're probably going to be some number of games under 500 with this roster and sneak into the playoffs anyway. But brace yourself. The next team, (laughs) the Indiana Fever. Uh, he'll go first. Just yeah, let him get out of the way. I this is my thing with the Indiana Fever, and I I mean this as respectfully as possible. No, you don't. Don't lie. You're coming <laughs> out the gate lying already. I really, I really do. No, you like, don't. If you meant to be respectful, you wouldn't be saying this. But continue, say it. I in, Indiana to me, like I'll I pose this question to to the rest of you guys. Like with free agency and everything rolling around, like 
who wants to sign up willingly to play basketball for the Indiana Fever? Daniel Robinson did last year. Real okay. quick in free agency, actually. All right, so, like, I mean, yeah, fair. That's fine. I don't know, man. Like, I'm kind of just out on Indiana. Like, I'll probably make make some trades with people here or there. Uh, I definitely expect them to go more down the trade line of route. Yeah. But, like, free agency-wise, unless it's, like, somebody who didn't get to go to, like, the teams that they actually wanted to go to, kind of gets stuck there. I don't know. Like, it's just kind of meant for me. That's all. So that's fine. That was not the issue. I mean, I understand why you're lowest on them of anyone in the league. That that I think we all understand because I think we would all project them to be the worst team in the league is coming here. Which, you say that's not necessarily the direction for the future, and I understand that you don't necessarily want to give this regime a chance to make those picks. If they happen to hit on their pick this year, and then they're number one next year and was considered to be a really good draft, then that's a direction. And that's where I'm like, I understand what you're saying, that they're not going to be good this year. No kidding. But, like, they were bad last year. They got wins over Connecticut. They, they were competitive on a bunch of nights. Like, they're <laughs> develop- like, I don't think we like the way they're developing all of these players. I know that you've had the opinion that they're wasting Kelsey Mitchell. But if they can add a big that is decent, whether it be in the draft or in free agency, I think that they become really interesting, whether that be – I mean, I don't know. Pick, you, you could pick a number of people. I think that the Sparks could be looking to move on from – Amanda Zowie B because they're one of the teams rumored to be going after Liz Cambage or, or something like that. I, I think that you could, yeah, I know, I know we'll get to that in a minute, Bailey, trust me. But like, I think that yeah, Bailey that, is that in is shambles. Play, is to be Bailey is in shambles. Bailey is in shambles hearing Liz Cambage in LA. Um, Liz Angeles. Liz, Liz hashtag, hashtag Liz Angeles. Um, but, but yeah, no, I understand like, Let's bring it. No, and part of this was definitely way harsher than what I'm saying of, like, them being a bottom feeder, do they matter, relegation, send them to China. Yeah, see, uh, now, yeah, that, you, that, that's where you go. Like, that's the issue. Like, that is that is a lot harsher than, lame, like, and first of all, unrealistic. Like, they... It's unrealistic all, they're going to get sent to China? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Maybe they go to Prague, like, <laughs> instead. <laughs> I don't know why I'm touching this Prague, but a lot of people go off over there. Um, man, hopefully they make some things happen. Uh, maybe in a couple years, things look forward and bright. Let's say they hit on this pick. And then, you know, that pick, and then maybe the pick after that in 2023. And things can absolutely turn around. And then I feel like that's an equal opportunity, but then on the very same breath, they could miss on the next pick, <laughs> miss again, and then boom. So, like, we'll see. Uh, jury's still out for me. I'm on Indiana Fever. Um, but it is what it is with them. That was much more measured than I expected. I don't think that's what he really wanted to say, though. No, it isn't. He's afraid to say it. This man said, and I quote, do the Indiana Fever matter in the W? That's what we're supposed to discuss here. I mean, to me, like, for this year, like, what I think a team matters is, like, in a couple of years, I can see something actually happen with them positively, or they are competing and they are a competitive basketball team. The Indiana Fever this year is neither of those teams. So this individual season, 
I guess you could say they don't matter in terms of contention for a playoff spot. But saying they don't matter in general is a very different thing. And that's, then, that's where we have the issue with you. And then and then debating it afterwards. I'm on a hot streak. special. Call them I'm a, irrelevant. I'm I'm on a hot streak in group chats. Feel free to add me if you want to have a conversation about this. But hey, if you guys want to watch Indiana Fever basketball games, have fun. Personally, I'd rather not. Um, it is what it is. No, like I, I just just because a team isn't competing doesn't make them irrelevant. Just because they're not necessarily where we want to see them be or where we think they could. No, be. No, no, like, it's not even competing. Like I've, I think teams that are bad this year are still going to be fun to watch. Like Atlanta, like I still expect them to probably not be good, but like they could sign a whole bunch of people. Like they have a brand new front office. Like there's a lot of things that I am excited to kind of see them be this year. Nothing about Indiana Fever this summer excite me to be like, all right, I'd actually want to watch this basketball team next year. Okay, but not fun to watch is not equal irrelevant. That's that's the point we're trying to make. Here, I, like, I get that, but once again, we've we've very much discussed my world is not the reality of normal people. There it um, is. That's all we need. In needed. my, in my mind, it's close. In reality, it's not close at all. Yes. Yeah, yeah like that's like once again, I feel like that's what everything boils down to in this world. For me, the Sacramento yeah. Kings of the WNBA, bro. <laughs> hey, you um, know, because you know, fifteen years and in, in like six are the same thing. Once again, literally, yeah, no. Literally. Anyway, fifteen six, both multiples of three, like six really, is forty percent. Anything else <laughs> on the fever? Not in particular. I think oh. they'll. I I think they're more fun to watch than Aquila does, even though they're not like winning a lot of games. I think the Mitchells like to compete. Yeah, Tierra McCowan likes to compete, but like. I don't think they're going to be that great. I don't. They they've got to really establish a direction soon, and I don't know if this off season is an off season for them to do a lot of roster changing to do that. But it's still an off season where they can go in and do that in certain ways, whether it yeah. be whether it be um, a new coaching, not necessarily a coaching change, but a new coaching approach or. Um, you know, a new front office direction. Like they can, they can make moves this year that won't necessarily show up in signings and moves, but can lead to a better year next year. Yeah, Carissa, anything else on the fever? Or do you think that that was more than enough? It was. It was more than enough. The bottom line is, I'm not spending my Friday night watching the Indiana Fever. Oh, Thank gosh. you, Carissa. Board with a Thank kill. This hurts. You. She didn't Thank call them you. irrelevant. She just said she's not watching. She didn't say they're irrelevant or the Sacramento Kings or the W. She just said he had better things to do. Oh, yeah, I would never say that. But... See, like, there's, I mean, there's still levels to this. Okay? You're still on a very low level. I mean, they're, still, they're not my least favorite team to watch. I'll say that. They're not? No. And they're not my least favorite team to watch either, so. What? This is crazy. Who is y'all's least favorite team? Oh, come on. To watch. I gotta stay true to the brand, man. Dallas is not playing. I ain't watching Dallas. Play. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I do not want to watch a Rike ball for yeah for forty actually, minutes. Yeah. Okay. So, like for me, for me, the difference between the two is that I feel like the Fever don't really have a great um, nucleus of talent. They have a handful of good players, but like I think as a whole, they don't really work. I think the Wings have a lot of talent and just flat out misuse it. Actually, you know what pisses me off more than anything now that I'm that I'm 
talking about this, I think the Dallas Wings pissed me off more than the Indiana Fever. <laughs> that's not what we're here to talk about. That's not what we're here to talk about. Yeah, that I. <laughs> we'll save that. We'll save that. Yeah, we good. We good. Next team. Perfect. The Las Vegas Aces with the new coach. We touched on this a lot. So, like, their whole thing was the priority has to be let's reshape the roster around Asia. Let's let Liz Cambage go. Let's let Angel McCautry go. And let's build around Asia and Chelsea Gray and Diarca Hamby. You're shaking your head no. What's it's crazy you didn't mention the one player they actually need to build around, but I'll chill. Kelsey Plum, Kelsey Plum off the bench. I was getting there, man. Thank you, Carissa. Thank you. I said it too. Like, chill, Akil. I, I Be patient, man. With, I was starting with the starters. I was going through the team. Can you give me a moment? But, so, do you, I, I mean, I take it from your guys' general reaction there that you agree with. That it's time for they, – they tried to – Asia and Liz to be the two stars. They tried with Liz and Angel to be the two stars. At this point, it feels like it's it, it, it's a, it's Asia's team and figure out the rest. Chris, do you agree? Yeah, I agree, but that's not official, right? Like, no, Liz it's not official. No, yeah, no, it's it. So what I'm talking about, so the the way that these uh, prognosticators were saying what they mm-hmm. think the, the Aces should do. No, nothing is official yet. Yeah, I I agree. Then yeah. Yeah, I'll, I don't think Liz is coming back. Kelsey Plum's gonna be unleashed. Uh, if I had to set a season line on the amount of threes per game at like six, I'm probably going on the over. Uh, she's gonna be able to shoot a ton. By the way, we were talking about Steph Dolson on the four teams that she's going to. Vegas was on that list, and I've had this prediction for a while. So if that comes true, Corey, I need you to clip it. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm tweeting that out every single day. Need it in these streets, but I think what they're gonna do is instead of paying like two kind of big people, they're just gonna fill their rosters out with a ton of high level role players around around Asia and just kind of let Asia cook, which which I'm a big fan of. Yeah, because I mean, how many more stars do you need? I mean, we're joking about the ones that are leaving, but Chelsea Gray is an absolute star. Like Derek Hamby was an all star last year. Like there's a, a plenty of talent there. It's filling out the rest with to and uh, to your point, Kelsey Plum is like an Olympic gold medalist. There, there's so much talent there. Just filling out the rest of the roster can really put them on the level of these other contenders. Bailey, do you have anything else to add on the Las Vegas Aces? I absolutely agree. I think they're right there on the verge of contention. And I do think while we've talked pretty extensively about Bill and how he was a pretty good coach, I do think a new coach, a new style will take them over that, that hump that they've been trying to get over. Um, Asia is a generational talent going all in on her and building around her is the right move. Obviously you got an, and I would say an all time great point guard in Chelsea Gray, but you've also got two other really key pieces in Derek Hamby and Kelsey Plum. They've got a really good, like complimentary core, good young complimentary core. So I think um, I think Akil said like just grabbing some kind of mid-level players as opposed to another star is probably the best bet. I think uh, that Cam will probably run a little bit more of a I don't know equal opportunity offense type thing. Obviously, it'll be centered around Asia, but you know I think there'll be more. I think it'll be a lot different than what Bill did, and I think it'll really 
propelled him to make that leap. Yeah, I I mean, I feel like the tempo is going to pick up times a thousand, right? Like that's a big jump. They signed a Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Jesus Christ, fine. Like I think that they'll probably be one of the faster teams in in the W this year. Like, yeah. They they're going from playing around two twin towers and banging in the balls every possession, and it's probably going to be a lot more windshield wiper esque. Uh, so that'll that'll be a fun adjustment too. So possessions will definitely be there. Shots are going to fly. It'll be it'll be fun to watch for sure. The next team is the Los Angeles Sparks. I'm just going to ask: mm-hmm. Are they going to find a way to bring Liz Cambage in? I hope not. That's the big rumor, and I just... I hate it. I hate every second of it. Liz Angeles needs to be banned. I I kind of hate that. I hate that for you, Bailey. And it's not even that Liz isn't talented and wouldn't, like, elevate the Sparks. I just don't think her personality will fit well with that team or Derek Fisher. That was the big thing. They they said they thought she'd get along with Derek Fisher, and I just... I do not see that. I feel like that's a nightmare waiting to happen. So personally, I hope for it because I think it would be a lot of fun to talk about. Oh my gosh. You don't love me, Corey. Just say that. I, no, I I do. I just I also love drama, and that would be dramatic. This is why you and Akil co-host the pod together. This is true. That's it on the sparks. There's not much else to talk about. Because like they're they're one of those teams that even though they're connected to her, they don't really have a lot of flexibility in free agency. So I don't really know how they're actually going to get there. Like they have to do some weird things that just, you know, bring back Sykes. So like, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen here, but. Carissa was saying something before we move. I heard her say something. I'm sorry. Did I, if I cut you off, Carissa. I didn't say anything. Oh, I thought she I only agreed with you a while back that I don't think she'll get along with Eric Fisher. All right. Um, Great minds. We're going to ignore the Midwest. We're not going to talk about the Minnesota Lynx because, again, they were active in free agency last year. And with it looking increasingly more likely, like Sylvia Faust is coming back. And I, I think sure? we can all agree. What? Are you sure? Yeah, they announced it. They said that she decided to resign. Yeah. Uh, I missed that. Who said so, that? I don't remember who said it, but I saw it going around. It was a uh, hoops. Oh, announced. okay. Gotcha. And then. I missed that. And then, then at that point, it's just, are they going to bring Malaysia back? I, I, I assume they would. She said she wants to come back, but they're one of the teams that they were so active last year that they really don't have much to do this year. The New York Liberty. I, I think Beck Allen is the one that they've really been connected to because she plays uh, for uh, Brondello overseas. They've been another team connected to some of these bigs because they do have a little bit of flexibility if they want to get off of some of their young players. Akil, I know you don't think that um, – necessarily Steph is going there, but do you think that they'd be in the market for one of these bigs, whether it be a Liz Cambage or somebody else? Yeah, I, I, I think so. Pairing a kind of big next to Sabrina and Benaja makes a lot of sense. So, like, why not? I'm here for it. The only thing that worries me with that fit is obviously everything we saw over the summer with Liz and Team Australia and with Brondello being the coach over in Australia and New York. I don't know how that would work out, but it's at least interesting. Chris, do you think they'll pursue a big or, or something else in free agency? Or the, what are your thoughts on them in free agency, I guess? Yeah, I think I think Steph. I, I can see Steph. Um, like I said, she's one of the best screeners in the W. 
and to screen for um, Menage Laney or Sabrina Nesky. That's I can see that. Could that could be really good. Yeah. Okay. Bailey, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think Steph stock is really high right now, and I think she'd be a good fit on all the teams, pretty much all the teams in the W. Um, New York would be very intriguing to me because of her screening ability, but also her floor spacing and passing ability, which I think are very underrated underrated for her. We saw on the final stage how important that was for the sky, her willingness to come in and just kind of do a lot of the small things, but make the right play at the right time. And it would be really good for a young Liberty team to have a vet like her that could teach them a lot, especially because, I mean, I know she's not like a small ball five, but she's not, I wouldn't call her like a traditional five either. Yeah, she's you know, she, sort of like flexible. She's, yeah, she's kind of in a higher yeah, position. Like, it's more of like a skill thing than anything else, right? Like, right. she is a very, very skilled player that can do a ton of different things. Right, and I think and that could would really be, help any basketball team in the W be able to win. Right, and I think that would be really good for someone like Michaela to learn from, someone like Didi to learn from, like, I just I think that would be a really good good fit for her, not only for her value on the court, but also off of it. And I I for one think the Liberty will be competing here soon. So I think you know that would be a could be a good place for her to go and still compete. Yeah. I'm on a, uh I think it was Swish Appeal. Uh I don't know who made the piece, but Swish Appeal said that maybe I don't even want to speak it into existence so never mind oh um, you can't you can't start and stop brie no not brie um one jewel lloyd <laughs> heading to the new york liberty which by the way if a sabrina jewel lloyd backcourt's disgusting like that is but yeah i also think the liberty i do think the liberty are going to make a splash of some sort Mm-hmm. I see them targeting a big of some sort more so than a perimeter player, but I mean they've they could try to s- secure Jewel Lloyd. You know, you know who would be interesting that helps my team out. Maybe secu- uh, go after Tina Charles. Um, maybe I, I don't know. You, you just moved to Seattle now. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the Liberty. Okay, I was uh, like, maybe they take a next Seattle Storm person who got drafted by the New York Liberty back to the liberty um maybe maybe a mercedes russell hometown return huh a I, big, wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind that actually i actually think she'd like, be fun she's a big screener like she defends decently well big rebound well. what Black if they shot. find a way to get sloot no shot imagine sabrina learning from sloot i mean no it's a shot. perfect mentor but i don't see it happening it's not happening just imagine if it did imagine the chaos a w, w twitter would burn down yeah that makes sense so we're gonna skip phoenix as well because i don't i, I feel like once they actually have a coach we're gonna talk on them pretty extensively so we'll come back to them when they have a coach okay you already mentioned seattle but honestly the big things that for them is it looks like the only thing that's really going to happen is me and chris are losing our bet like i don't know that it's going to happen but if something's going to happen it will be that i don't think that it's it, not I like that. I like the confidence. First of all, Riss, Jesus Christ, you go learn the bet you guys will be losing, and I'm gonna make Corey give a 50 hour speech about nothing but nice things about Wonder Rike. 
It's funny that you said that because I actually thought about this and I'm going to actually propose it to you offline, but since you brought it up, I guess I'll just do it here. Um, I've gotten into doing the clip threads. I was going to offer to do a highlight package of Arike <laughs> and Courtney Williams from last year. Yo. <laughs> that might be the best thing I've ever seen in my whole life. I would not post any comments because I, I would not be able to. <laughs> no, no, no. You need to have some type of positive and can i'll even let backhanded positive commentary all right i can work i can do that i'm not gonna lose but if i do i can do that so by the way sue's back jewel is back yeah they tampered her way back right cool yeah something like that um sue's gonna be sue's 100 percent. she's gonna be back like gonna be hilarious if she goes to new york yo that would be funny i would Um, be really funny if stewie left that would be my favorite Like if if I could honestly pick between one of those two leaving, it would have to be Stewie. Wow, I understand the health when is you, concern, but that's still surprising. When you say that, do you mean pick from your personal preference, or if you were making a prediction? Like if I was a GM, I'd be willing to part more with Stewie leaving than Jewel Lloyd. I think I'd because of the two Achilles Huh? Because of the two Achilles injuries. I mean, just that, and, like, Jewel is becoming a full-fledged kind of piece. And, yeah, like, that's enticing. I don't know. But, um, anyways, I feel like Seattle has a very, very big choice to make. I feel like their whole free agency just kind of comes down to between Mercedes Russell and Jordan Canada. Uh, hopefully it's the latter. Um, but... Yeah, that's another like, thing I was going to bring up is that it seems like everyone outside of you that I listen to loves Jordan Canada. So it's they, interesting. They like they like point guards that can't shoot. Uh, preferably, I've seen a lot of positivity about her this this offseason. Uh, she can't shoot. The last team we're going to talk about, and we'll get through this one quickly as well. The Washington Mystics, number one pick holders, potential free agent Tina Charles. Restricted free agent, Maisha Hines-Allen. I'll start with you, Akil, because you were already spitting the fire about Jordan Canada. What do you think the Mystics are going to do? Because it, it seems like people were prepared for Allen, or sorry, um, for Team Charles to leave and then maybe not fully commit to this being EDD's team just because of the health concerns. But is that how you see it, or would you, like, build on Elena Deladon's timeline? I don't. I don't know. I think they're they're in a very, very interesting spot because they could go younger and let's say like let's keep that pick and let's try to retool kind of around the pick and Natasha Cloud and all that pieces. Or they could go the completely other way and it's just like let's let's see if we can compete right now. Let's package this pick with a couple other things. And let's try to go get somebody who's like ready to help us compete right now. They they have a very interesting thing. Like they have two kind of timelines they can work from. Um, and I'm interested to see what they do. Cause I feel like they're kind of a big swing in free agency coming up. Yeah. Bailey, do you what do you do you think that it kills right that they have to actually pivot here? Or what what are your thoughts? You know, we talked about them a while back about how they could pivot for a younger move and at the time I was like kind of hesitant but with the number one pick in tow 
It does kind of change things. Yeah, it kind of changes things, and it's a number one pick in a good draft. They're going to get a player who can likely become like a franchise cornerstone, and you've already got some good pieces in place that will be there for a while. I I think the pivot starts. I think this is where the pivot starts. I mean, I, I do think that is where they move to. I don't know what that translates to for their free agency period, but I do I do think you'll start to see the that move and that shift in the season. Do you agree, Carissa? Yeah, I agree. I agree with potentially getting Ryan Howard um, of Kentucky and then adding some pieces with her, plus, you know, Elena Delavon. Because I do think even when she came back for those few games, I mean, she was still there, even though she couldn't keep going so I think building around Ryan Howard potentially she they might not pick her number one um and then getting some more pieces will put them you know where they should be yeah well that took longer than expected but we got through 10 of the 12 teams and then saved two for a rainy day whenever there's finally something to talk about with them um I'm going to make the executive decision we're going to hold off on the debate this week because I want to get Krista involved with that. I don't know if Krista will want to be, but I'll give her at least the option to, since she wasn't here last week, that gives her a week to prepare for it if she wants to. Uh, the other thing, the only other thing that we needed to touch on real quick was just um, the players signing with. Athletes Unlimited. Thank uh, you. Unlimited, yeah. A number of athletes came out and said that they are going to be joining that league, uh, reported by Christina Williams. Just to go through the list real quick of what I saw today was Kalani Brown. Um, I believe Isabel Harrison said as well. Lexi, oh, Lexi. Brown. yep, Lexi Brown, Eugene Garrison, Kelsey Mitchell, Mercedes Russell. You forgot noted, noted man legend. No, uh, Amani. Yeah, I saw Amani. So I just think it's interesting they're, they're they're bringing in these players. We already knew that some from before that were going to be joining the league, but I'm interested to see what this league looks like this year. Obviously the first year is always going to be a little bit more complicated, but uh, definitely something fun to look forward to. I'm, I'm just ready to get some hoop back. I, I think it'll be fun to see what, see what they put forward out there and, and getting these bigger names. Like it's not like the top of the top of the league because they're still overseas, but this isn't nothing. Like they're getting meaningful players to contribute. And I'm, and I'm looking forward to that as, as a product, but before we get out of here for the week, is there anything else you guys wanted to touch on? I don't know about y'all, but I'm very happy to see Kalani Brown be on that list. I thought she should have been in the W for the last, like, two. Like, ever since she's been out of the W, I thought she should have been in the W the whole time. So, very excited to see her hoop again. Turns out it might be our longest ever. Go figure. We'll catch you next week on Rebel Edition.